Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Wednesday, the 14th of July. India recorded 38,729 new cases of COVID-19 and 624 new deaths in the last 24 hours. With this, the country's overall caseload crossed 3.1 crore, while the death toll now exceeds 4.11 lakh. Kerala reported 14,539 new cases, the highest in the last 6 days. The Serum Institute of India and the Russian Direct Investment Fund yesterday announced plans to start producing the Sputnik V coronavirus vaccine in India from September. They intend to produce over 300 million doses of the vaccine in India per year. A 90-year-old woman in Belgium was found to be infected with both the alpha and beta strains of the SARS-CoV-2 virus at the same time. She died 5 days after being hospitalized. Experts told Indian Express that a case of multiple infections in a person is rare but not surprising. They said that the severity of the disease caused by the virus depends on the infected person's health and immunity and the lethality of the virus. It does not depend on the number of sources the virus has come from and therefore the number of sources a person contracts the infection from doesn't determine how sick it would make the patient. Additionally, all the current vaccines have been found to be nearly equally effective against the different variants of the coronavirus. According to government data, Delhi has reported more black fungus cases than active COVID-19 cases. Till July 6th, Delhi had recorded 1650 cases of black fungus, out of which 952 people were still infected till the mentioned date. In the same period, Delhi had 833 active COVID-19 cases. The total death toll from black fungus in the national capital stands at 3127. The fact sheet for Johnson and Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine was recently revised to warn of risk of Guillain-Barré syndrome, a rare condition in which the immune system attacks the nerves. The Food and Drug Administration said in a statement on Monday that it was adding the warning after 100 reports of the Guillain-Barré syndrome were reported in patients who had received the shot. While the available evidence suggests a link between the shot and the syndrome, the agency said that the data was insufficient to be able to say definitely that it had caused the illness. The Central Board of Direct Taxes has announced a 5-year extension on tax deductions on donations to Ramdev's Patanjali Research Foundation Trust. Contributors to the trust may claim tax deductions for 5 years, starting from the financial year 2021-2022. as the central board granted the status of research association under section 351 part 2 of the income tax act on monday section 35 of the income tax act allows deduction of any expenditure of an amount equal to 1 and 1/2 times of any sum paid to a research association which has as its object the undertaking of scientific research or to a university college or any other institution to be used for scientific research The Hindu reported that under Rule 5D of Section 35, the primary aim to avail the tax exemptions would be to carry out scientific research or in social sciences or statistics. Patanjali Research Foundation Trust website said it has made significant investments to create a world-class research institute that is supported with advanced scientific technology and a team of experts, according to the Hindu. 
The institute was inaugurated by Prime Minister Narendra Modi on May 3, 2017. Nangya Anderson, LLP Director Neha Malhotra, told PTI that India understands that economic growth could be achieved through investments in research and development. She added that therefore, the government wants to increase participation of the private sector to fuel spending in research and development. Nangya Anderson is a professional services organization offering services such as insights on market developments and developing business models. This news comes days after our reporter Shivangi Saxena found that Patanjali University has been accused of illegal encroachment yet again. The residents of Gitanjali Residency, a colony near Bahadurabad on the Delhi-Haridwar National Highway, claim that their houses are being forcibly removed and those who are refusing to sell their houses are facing water and electricity cuts. Read her story on News Laundry Hindi, which is titled Baba Ramdev ke Patanjali Vishwavidyale par jabaran zameen kabzane ka arop. Considering Patanjali's ads get prime airtime on legacy news channels like ABP, India TV, Archtak and Z News, it is not surprising that these stories aren't their focus. Since Patanjali pays them, Patanjali is served. And this is just one example among many of how advertising influences news coverage. However, if you want news that is free from fear and especially favor, then subscribe to us. We are an ad-free platform that focuses on bringing our readers the ground reality about stories that matter. Be a part of this movement to keep news free and independent. The National Investigation Agency opposed a plea by Sudhir Dhawale and Surendra Gadling, accused in the Elgar Parishad case, who had challenged the transfer of the probe to the NIA. The central agency told the Bombay High Court that this was an attempt to thwart the investigation and that Naxal plague has caused destruction at many levels. The NIA response was part of an affidavit that was served to the petitioners about two months ago. In its affidavit filed by NIA Mumbai branch SP Vikram Khalate, the agency said that the offences under which Thawale and Gardling were booked were scheduled offences, which means that the investigation can be taken over by central agencies from state investigators at any time. Gardling and Thawale had stated that there were no compelling reasons for the transfer of the case to the NIA two years after the FIR was registered. They also said no provision empowered the union government to transfer the probe after it had been completed and trial was set to commence. In their petition, they claimed that the case was transferred due to malified and political expediency when the Mahavikas Aghadi coalition in Maharashtra proposed to constitute an SIT to probe the matter. The NIA in its affidavit said that the allegations in the petition were reckless and with the sole purpose of misleading the court and to thwart ongoing investigation being carried out by the central agency. They said that the probes were being conducted responsibly and most professionally, and that there was enough material against the accused persons. Taking Sumoto cognizance of a report in the Indian Express, the Supreme Court has issued a notice to the Uttar Pradesh government to clarify its stand on the Kanwar Yatra. This was after the Uttar Pradesh government decided to allow the Yatra to take place starting next week, despite the threat of a spike in COVID-19 cases. Justice Nariman said, and I quote, We read something disturbing in the Indian Express today, that the state of UP has chosen to continue with the Kanwar Yatra, while the state of Uttarakhand, with its hindsight of experience, has said there will be no Yatra, end quote. 
On Tuesday, the Uttar Pradesh government had said that the yatra could take place from the 25th of July with minimum number of people and strict implementation of COVID-19 protocol. However, the neighboring state of Uttarakhand has suspended the yatra. According to NDTV, a notice has been issued to the center and the Uttarakhand government as well, which has cancelled the yatra in its districts. The bench added, and I quote, We wish to know the stand of the respective governments. The citizens of India are completely perplexed. They do not know what is going on. And all this as the PM, when asked about the third wave of COVID, said we cannot compromise even one bit, end quote. A bench headed by Justice R.F. Nariman posted the matter for hearing on Friday. In 2019, which was the last time the Yatra was organized, nearly 3.5 crore devotees had visited Haridwar, while over 2 to 3 crore people had visited pilgrimage spots in western UP. Following the Assam Chief Minister's proposal of the Assam Cattle Preservation Bill 2021, Traders in Meghalaya have started to illegally procure large number of pigs to meet the demand for meat in the state, Northeast Now reported. Once passed, the bill will ban transport of cattle from outside of Assam. As Assam is the gateway to the Northeast region, the report said, other states like Meghalaya, Nagaland and Mizoram allegedly use Assam as a corridor to procure cattle from other parts of the country. According to a consumer expenditure survey conducted by the National Sample Survey Office for the period 2011 to 2012, Meghalaya is the largest beef-consuming state, where more than 80% of the population consumes this meat. Therefore, traders in the state are worried that the new legislation in Assam may jeopardize the market. Sources told Northeast Now that Meghalaya traders are now illegally procuring pigs through Boko Riangdo and Agia Chinbiang in Assam. The illegal trade of pigs into the state of Meghalaya is a cause of serious concern due to the ongoing African swine fever pandemic in northeast India. The pandemic has already led to the deaths of more than 1 lakh pigs in the states of Arunachal Pradesh, Assam and Mizoram, and this illegal trade could lead to the outbreak of the pandemic in Meghalaya as well. A delegation from the Afghanistan government and the Taliban are scheduled to meet for peace talks in Qatar, possibly on Friday. The Taliban is expected to bring its senior leaders to the table when the two sides meet. The talks will be led by Abdullah Abdullah, a senior government official who heads Afghanistan's Reconciliation Council, and will be attended by former President Hamid Karzai. The negotiations are aimed at ending the violence that has steadily increased since the US signed a deal with the Taliban in February last year. Outgoing U.S. Commander General Scott Miller recently warned that increasing violence seriously hurts Afghanistan's chances of finding a peaceful end to decades of war. The Taliban has taken control over large portions of the country. An estimated numbers show that they now rule close to 421 districts and district centers. Afghani troops are often outgunned and outnumbered by the Taliban men. Al Jazeera reported that while most Afghans are fleeing the country, fearing unstable government and danger from the Taliban, Karzai called on the youth to remain in the country and complete their education, saying peace will come. While Australia has closed its embassy in the country, France has urged its citizens to leave and also arranged a special flight for the same. Dozens were reportedly killed in South Africa in what has been described as the worst violence the country has witnessed in decades due to the jailing of former President Jacob Zuma. 
Crowds also clashed with police and shopping malls were burnt. According to Reuters, security officials said that the government was working to bring an end to the violence and looting, which has spread from Zuma's home province of KwaZulu-Natal to Johannesburg, the country's biggest city, and its surrounding province of Gauteng. The South African Police Service said that as many as 72 people had lost their lives and 1,234 people had been arrested over the last few days as protests descended into looting and riots. The legal proceedings against Zuma, who is charged with multiple counts of corruption, have been seen as a test of post-apartheid South Africa's ability to enforce the rule of law. The former president, who has denied wrongdoing, was jailed for contempt after he defied an order to attend an inquiry into high-level graft. The violence has worsened as Zuma challenged the 15-month term in the country's top court on Monday. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these trying times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.